Chapter 8 As I sit in the coffee shop waiting for Amy, I realise just how long it has been since I've done this. Just sitting down in one place and not doing anything at all, really. And to be honest, I don't know how I feel about the whole not doing anything thing. I'm not good at waiting. The wolf never waits for anything. When they think about something, when they want something, when they feel something, they just do it and they just act on instinct. In that way, the wolf and I are alike. In fact, the wolf and I are alike in more ways than one. I don't remember if the wolf and I used to have as much in common before, but we definitely do now, which I am not sure is a good thing or a bad thing. However, one thing that we have in common is impatience and an innate dislike for waiting for things. I'm looking forward to seeing Amy again though, so I know that seeing her will be worth the wait. I only had to wait for Amy for maybe five or ten minutes more before she arrived. When Amy finally arrived, she instantly began apologising for being late, which of course she was, but I wasn't going to tell her that. After I managed to stand up successfully without falling over, she gave me a big hug, and then she and I both took a step back from each other and looked at one another. Oh my god, I can't believe how amazing you look, said Amy, as she looked at me with a glowing expression of joy on her face, and with a beautiful smile that was Amy's trademark. How far along are you? Amy asked. And then my smile faltered a little, as a brief moment of panic began to rise in my mind. How far along am I? Okay, okay, I'm, I'm... I'm about five months, I said, just picking a random number out of the air and coupling it with the word months after it. I couldn't very well say about a month, now could I? Especially as I was so big. I haven't been pregnant before, but I'm guessing that mothers usually don't show their pregnant belly so much and so soon after conception. Wow! Do you know what you're having? asked Amy. And it was then, as I thought about Amy's question, and I wondered to myself, what exactly am I having? That was when I let out an uncontrollable laugh. And then, after maybe a couple of seconds to think, I replied, You know what? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. What do you think it's going to be? I asked with a smile, secretly wondering to myself what Amy was going to say next. Hmm. Well, if I was to guess, said Amy, as she sat down in her chair at our table and looked at me from head to toe. To be honest, I would say it's going to be... A girl. Yep, definitely a girl. Really? Do you think? I replied, smiling from ear to ear. If Amy only knew. Yes, I do. And she will be beautiful, just like her mother, said Amy with a smile. Did you order it already? Amy asked as I slowly sat down on my chair again. Not yet. I just got here, to be honest. It takes me a little longer than it used to to do anything these days. I replied as I stroked my pregnant stomach. I bet. I still remember what it was like when I had Sally and Will, 
Everything takes longer to do and everything seems farther away, said Amy with a smile. Do you want anything in particular? Any cravings? My treat? asked Amy as she reached for her purse that was in her bag which she had settled on the floor. Any cravings? Again, if Amy only knew. I have been having cravings of things I would never have imagined that I nor anyone would ever crave. A rare beef steak dripping with blood, a live lamb covered in barbecue sauce, vanilla ice cream mixed with ketchup. I do have some pretty crazy cravings, but to the wolf in my head and to my baby, they sound delicious. I'll just have a cup of green tea if they've got it, I replied, after finally settling on a safe option and also something I knew the cafe might actually have on the menu. Green tea? You've got it, Amy replied with a smile, and then she stood up from her chair with her purse in hand and she walked up to the cafe's counter to order our drinks. When Amy returned, she was carrying two drinks and a slice of cake on a plastic tray. Oh, Amy... Thank you, I said, as Amy set down the tray on the table and she sat down in her chair. My pleasure, said Amy with a smile. You sure you don't want anything to eat? asked Amy as she picked up the plate with the reddish coloured slice of cake on it. Red velvet, Amy's favourite. And then she began to cut into it and eat it with a fork. I'm fine, I just had 12 slices of toast covered in mayonnaise before I left the house. I said with a smile, another combination I would never have put together before being pregnant. Olivia, before I say anything else, I just need to say how sorry Dan and I are about Terry. Knowing that he will never get to see your little one grow up, it must be so hard to even think about. It must have been, it must be so hard being without him. I just can't imagine what you are going through, all alone with a baby on the way. It's got to be tough, said Amy, with an uncharacteristically sad expression on her face. It's been... It's been hell, to tell you the truth. Losing Terry was like losing a part of my soul. To be honest, I don't think I'll ever get over it, I replied, as I thought about Terry and the last time I saw him. I just can't imagine, Liv. I know that Dan and I will soon be jetting off and leaving England for the last time, but I want you to know that we are always going to be on the other side of a line if you ever need us, said Amy with a smile as she reached over the table to hold my hands. I know you will, but I'm just, I'm just trying to take every day as it comes. This one keeps me busy and they are not even here yet. I replied as I started stroking my pregnant stomach, and then my mind began to wander. So many things started to flash through my mind. The wolf, Tala, the new forest, a full moon. And then I heard a male voice in my head that I didn't recognise at first, and then two words echoed in my mind. And then those same two words also came from my lips. Hello, wolf. I beg your pardon, Amy replied with a look of confusion, 
but still with a smile. Amy continued to speak. I could see her mouth moving. I could see her eyes blinking. And I saw her picking up her coffee cup and taking a sip from it. But I didn't hear a word that she said. It was as if the world had gone silent or as if I had gone deaf. I looked at Amy and then I turned my head to look around at the cafe. The wolf was right there with me and we could sense something or someone close by. It felt like that sensation that you get when someone is standing right behind you, but you don't know who they are. I looked around the cafe again, still trying to smile as much as I could so as to not alarm Amy that anything was wrong. And then I looked out the cafe window to the street outside and I caught a glimpse of Alex standing on the other side of the road looking directly at me. I saw him and I knew that he could see me and then, as if on cue, Alex began to cross the road and walk towards me. The silence then lessened and within moments I could hear all the sounds of the cafe and Amy's voice. So yeah, there's a lot of good things on the horizon, I heard Amy say when I finally fully tuned back into reality. I smiled for a second, as if I had heard everything that Amy had said, even though I had in fact not heard a thing, except for what she had just said. Absolutely, I said, and then I went to reach my cup of green tea. However, I almost dropped my cup when I looked to my left and I saw Alex standing next to our table. Alex, I said, with genuine surprise. Hi Liv, how are you? said Alex with a wide-eyed smile. I'm good. Yes, I'm good, I said, as I slowly put down my cup of tea. And who do we have here? asked Alex as he looked down at Amy. This is my friend, Amy. So nice to meet you, Amy. Are you both having a good time? asked Alex, looking at both of us. Yes, we are, Amy replied with a smile. Wait a minute, Alex? Didn't you and Liv date once? asked Amy, as she looked from me to Alex and then from Alex back to me. Yes, yes we did, until Liv got bored of me, replied Alex, still smiling. I sat in my seat, completely paralysed by confusion and intrigue at what Alex was doing here, and asking myself why he was seemingly staring at me from the other side of the road. How did he know I was here? Maybe he saw me, but from the other side of a busy road, something just doesn't add up. Excuse me, said Amy with an expression of surprise on her face. Oh, I'm only joking, said Alex with a smile. No, it just didn't work out between the two of us. It happens, unfortunately. But we both moved on and found other people, right? Said Alex, looking straight at Amy. Would you mind if I joined you both? And with that question from Alex, I allowed my frustration towards Alex to explode outwards. Alex, I'm really sorry, but Amy and I are catching up here. I don't want to sound rude, but could we do this at another time? I said in an annoyed tone of voice, to put it mildly. I'm not sure if Alex is upset with me that I never called him to meet up with him. 
But there is something about Alex and the way that he is acting and talking that tells me that he has an ulterior motive for being here. I also notice that he is perspiring and that there is a pungent aroma emanating from him. His eyes look wild and crazed, as if he is holding something back, as if he were restraining something from coming out. Then the wolf comes close to the surface and I have to hold it back within my mind. Oh, of course, of course, what am I thinking? Yes, that's fine, I'll just... I'll just leave you two to catch up. I'm sorry to interrupt, said Alex with a forced smile as he took a step back from our table. Alex, I'm sorry, it's just that we... No, it's fine. I'll see you at a more convenient time. Sorry to interrupt you again, said Alex before he turned and walked out of the cafe. I felt guilty for talking to Alex like that especially in front of an open-mouthed Amy across the table from me. However, just having Alex as near to me as he just was made my skin crawl, and he definitely made the wolf angry for some reason. I'm so sorry, Amy, I said as I looked over at Amy, who looked back at me as if in shock, if I'm reading the expression on her face correctly. Are you okay, Liv? That sounded pretty intense, asked Amy. Yeah, I'm okay. It's just Alex. He and I, we didn't end well. And we both moved on and met other people. But Alex didn't take our breakup well. And to be honest, it was only a month ago that he and I bumped into each other. Just after I lost Terry and Alex wanted to meet up and go out for a drink. And to be honest, I felt a little uncomfortable, if you know what I mean. I explained as I reached for my cup of tea. Gotcha. So he, do you think that he's trying to, you know, I mean, if he is, that is just disgusting. There are some men like that, though. They can't get over things and they keep living in the past. It's sad, said Amy with a contemplative look on her face. I don't know, but I'm not interested in finding anybody else. And right now I have other people to think about, I said as I stroked my stomach. Of course you have. You've got your baby to consider. You've got a new life to prepare for. And nobody could replace Terry, replied Amy as her naturalistic smile began to return. My baby. I would give anything if I was also carrying Terry's baby as well. But yeah, the last few months have been crazy and the last thing that I need is someone adding to the craziness by coming on to me, I said perhaps slightly exaggerating Alex's intentions. However, not by much I was beginning to guess at. If I was you, I would try and give Alex a wide berth. I'm sure he's harmless, but like you say, you don't need any more stress than you're already under, said Amy with a reassuring smile as she reached over the table and tapped me on my right hand. Absolutely. I agreed, and then I took a sip of my tea. For the next hour or so, Amy and I stayed in the cafe and at the same table, reminiscing, swapping stories from the last ten years and more, and opening up about life and about random things that you talk about to a friend who you haven't caught up with for the longest time. It was fun, and I wish Amy and I had done this sooner. 
When Amy and I finally left the cafe, I walked her to a car that was parked nearby, and after telling her multiple times that I would be okay getting home by myself, Amy and I then said our goodbyes and promised to keep in touch. I had nothing else planned to do while I was out of the house, but I thought that I might take a walk through the park while I was waiting for Tala to pick me up. Tala had told me to be waiting for her near the War Memorial Monument so that she could pick me up and we could go back home. Walking around now, after so long of being more or less housebound for the past month, feels so hard, but I love being outdoors more than anything, which is another thing that the wolf and I have in common. I walk a steady pace through the park and then I hear something faint. I hear the sound of something or someone running towards me. I stop. I freeze. I feel my heart start to race. I feel the wolf champing at the bit to spring forth and come out of the shadows. But yet again, I restrain them. And then I feel an arm wrap around me and a hand cover my mouth. I feel somebody's breath on the back of my neck. I feel somebody's heart beating in their chest. A man. And if they do not release me right now, pregnant or not, I'm going to let the wolf go free and rip them to shreds. Hello, Olivia, said the voice of the man. Said the voice of Alex. Alex, what the hell is he doing? Hello, wolf, Alex said. And as soon as I heard him call me Wolf, I began to feel this overwhelming feeling of exposure and embarrassment as if my world was falling down around me. I felt my baby kick and start to move around in my stomach. I felt nauseous, as if I were about to be sick. The Wolf! Oh my God! Alex knows about me! The wolf is coming, I can feel them. The wolf is coming. And then my heart begins to slow. The wolf quietens and retreats back to the shadows again. And I can no longer feel my baby. You wouldn't believe how much I know about you. You wouldn't believe how amazing it feels to be so close to you. And so intimate with you after so long. I missed you, said Alex, as he held me tight from behind. Alex, Alex, don't do this. You don't have to do this. I know that I was rude to you earlier, but you don't have to do this, I said as I struggled to escape from Alex's grip. Don't worry, Liv. It's okay. After all, I guess I have you to thank for who I am and what I can become, said Alex, almost with a growl to his voice. Alex, just let me go and we can go somewhere and talk. I'm pregnant. I said as a tear rolled down my right cheek. I know you are. You're having our baby, said Alex, matter-of-factly. What did he just say? What? What do you mean? What do you mean? I shouted, hoping that someone might hear my scream and come and help me. You know what I mean, Liv. You know that you enjoyed every second that we spent together. And now... We are going to be one big happy wolf family. And we are going to raise our little pup like the animal they will be. 
Alex replied. But before that, you and I have got to go home so that I can keep you and our baby safe until the time is right for it to fulfil its destiny. Alex, listen to me. You have no idea what is going on. You're being manipulated. You're being used by someone. All they want is power and dominance. He just wants to hurt Tala. Just like you are hurting me, I said, trying to make Alex see reason and let me go. No, you are the one being manipulated. You've been controlled for years. You were made a wolf and you made me into a wolf. I still have the scars to prove it. You will see. You will see when he shows you that everything you have known and everything that you have been told has been a lie, said Alex, holding me even more tightly now and with what felt like all his strength. Then I felt the presence of someone else, a shadow, a power, a spirit more dominant than even the wolf's. I wished that I could make contact with the wolf within me so that they could tear Alex's head off, quite frankly, but I couldn't feel them any longer. I had no idea what was going on, nor how I was going to get away from Alex, but I knew now that it had been Alex who had been the other wolf the entire time, and that he had been the one who had attacked me and raped me in the woods while in wolf form. And from what he just said, Alex believes that I made him into a werewolf somehow, by scratching him that time when we were having sex and I almost changed into the wolf. And all this time, it has been Alex that Mingan has been manipulating, and Alex is my baby's father? This is more of a nightmare than I could have ever envisioned. I felt Alex's hold on me loosen slightly. I felt his strength over me lessen somewhat. I felt the wolf again. I felt as if I were about to change. And then I was free of Alex and I could move freely again. But the urge to change diminished and the wolf slept. And when I turned around, I found myself looking into the eyes of a young, dark-skinned man whose hair was as white as snow. And then... He walked towards me and he touched me on my right temple and he opened his mouth to say one word. Dream.